wonderful hymn. I didn't grow up in church, so it's wonderful that there are throwbacks like this. Go Parramatta is all I can say. I've been a Parramatta fan since I was a little girl. So go Parramatta, go well. But good morning. It's so lovely to be with you. It's wonderful to be able to get up in the morning and not put tracksuit pants on and slippers. (laughs) But how lovely is spring? You know, the weather is warmer, the flowers are out, the bees are humming. And I always get a sense of something fresh and new. And it's wonderful. New life emerges. The cold winter is gone. And my garden is abundant with flowers at the moment. And I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to 80% of them. But praise God for Claritine. Um, But they're worth it. And I wonder what you love about spring, if you do. Um, I love the fact that the weather's getting warmer. But um, I just wanted to share some thoughts with you today. And oftentimes when I share, it's something that I've been walking through and something that I've been learning about. So I really hope that it encourages you today. And um, yeah, I can see some people saying that they also love the throwback hymns too. So good morning, everybody on the chats. But let me just pray and we'll get into the word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the fact that it inspires us, challenges us, grows us. And Lord, today we pray that that would be the case. And Lord, we just pray that it would draw us deeper into a relationship with you. Amen. Well, at the beginning of the year, Ben and Amy shared a verse with us, which was the God word for us and for our church this year. Job 17.9, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. You know, Ben has even been reminding us of this verse over the last little while. And I remember when he first shared that with us. You know, back when things were a little bit calmer, when we were all together in church, back in the good old days. And it really resonated with Phil and I. It was like, yes, this word is so good, stronger and stronger. We're up for that. And I hazard a guess that some of you probably felt the same way. It was a really good verse to to catch a hold of. And such a great word for us. But I don't know about you, but since then, it's almost like all hell has broken loose, in a sense. You know, there's been so much going on in and around our house. And I feel like I've had the worst season in terms of anxiety. And it's been sometimes a daily fight to not allow fear to overwhelm me. I've been challenged in a few areas of my life in this season. And it almost feels a bit like a constant battle I'm like, what on earth is going on? And I'm wondering if some of you that are listening this morning are feeling the same way, walking through a similar season. Maybe there's been challenges to your health. Uh, Maybe this season you've somehow become more easily offended. Financial constraints might be coming at you like never before. Maybe you've found that you've got more issues in the area of relationship. Maybe just the whole COVID situation has got you ah, with the noise and it's a struggle and and a battle to just hear the voice of God. You see, God has called us forward. And this scripture says those that with, with clean hands become stronger and stronger. And it occurred to me, I'm being challenged in the very areas of my life I am the weakest in. I'll say that again, I'm being challenged in life in the very areas I am weakest in. 
those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. You see, strength isn't forged in happy, lazy days, just chilling. Strength is built in trials and adversity. Because how do you know you're strong unless you're faced with something that challenges you in the very area you're weak in? Is that a light bulb this morning for anybody? Has been for me. God is wanting us to move forward. But those areas of weakness in our lives are being chipped away so that we become more like Jesus, more Christ-like, those with clean hands. We are being cleaned, pruned, worked on because God is calling us to be stronger and stronger. And we won't be unless we continue to let those areas of our life that cause us to stumble keep controlling us. We have watched a couple of seasons now of that TV show, SAS. I can leave the swearing, thank you very much. But it's interesting how each person goes through this intense boot camp. They are put through a series of testing and trialling circumstances like you would be in the real SAS training. And it's through these tests and trials that they really see what they're made of. It exposes their weaknesses and forces them to really look at themselves. And isn't that so with the testing of the Lord? For us as Christians, it reveals in us what we're made of, exposes our weaknesses and causes us to take a good, hard look at them and to make a choice. Will we go forward or will we give up? So having said all of that, what now? What is God saying in all of this spiritual boot camp? And my first point is this, clean hands, it's time for some hand washing. (laughs) You know, when praying and asking the Holy Spirit about what to share, I just got the words, wash your hands. It's time for us to do some hand washing in the spiritual sense. One of the interesting things about the training in this SAS program is the attitude of some of the participants in the beginning. They're confident, they're full of bravado, ready for anything. The only problem is the walls that they built up, the crutches they relied on to cover up their weaknesses start to slowly get stripped away. The more they get put through the test, the more they're forced into a very sobering reality that sometimes they are their very own enemy and that the weaknesses they've so really hard to hide or ignore become glaringly obvious. In this environment, the trial of testing, their coping strategies, their crutches simply don't work. (laughs) These crutches are no longer going to get them through the testing. They have to face their weaknesses. You know, in my spiritual boot camp, it's become a very similar scenario. I have crutches and coping strategies I've become too comfortable in leaning on. I'm going to be very open with you right now. One of those crutches I've begun to lean on is turning to a glass of wine or two at the end of the day after a stressful day or when I'm tired. Just really being honest here. You know, in itself, it might be just harmless. But before long, it becomes a very bad habit that has more implications to it than just a glass of wine or two. So I've decided that this is an area of my life I need to cut off. I can't keep going through leaning on that, not dealing with my weaknesses through the testing times. It's time to let go and let God work in those weak areas of my life. Ouch. But what about you? 
What have you defaulted to? What have you turned to leaning on? What have you become too comfortable in relying on that in like my situation can turn into a habit that could be your undoing? Maybe online shopping? Too much time on social media or gaming? Have you buried yourself in your work? Maybe you've taken to griping or whinging. Or maybe you've just shut up shop. Whatever it is, you know, let today be a line in the sand moment. It's time to get real with God and acknowledge these things. To be stronger, we really need to take a really hard look at these things. I know that this is a little deep, but God wants more from us. And it's okay. It really is going to be okay. If we have these things in our lives, let's not keep defaulting to them. Let's be about surrendering them to God and allowing him to deal with those weak areas in our lives. Those with clean hands. I'm sure so many of us are sick of hearing about washing our hands. But if we're going to move forward to become those righteous people with clean hands, we need to start doing some hand washing of our own. We need not only to acknowledge those things, that we've defaulted to that aren't of God, but we need to ask him to forgive us, don't we? 1 John 1.9 says this, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. This is the God we serve. He doesn't harbour a grudge when we truly acknowledge before him that we are sorry. He's ready to move on. Forget about it and keep going. Not only that, but he cleanses us from these things. We are made clean and purified once more. I love this in Psalm 103, verse 8, from verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Get this, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our God is a loving God and he knows that in life we can struggle. But in his unfailing love towards us, he's willing to forgive us when we repent of our sins as if it never happened. Praise God. Today, I would encourage you to do business with God. He is a loving God and he loves you and wants best for you in this season. Amen. The second point I've got here is the righteous keep moving forward. Find your fight. So much of the time during this season, I have felt moments of defeat. And again, in thinking about this message, the words that kept going around and around in my mind is, who told you you were defeated? I'm reminded again of the TV show SAS. You know, there's lots of screaming in the face like you see with so many military examples. Lots of noise and shouting by the sergeants. 
It's like they want to rattle the participants, to push and to challenge, to see what they're made of, to see if they have any fight and what kind of resolve they have. Where's your fight today? It's a great question. I've been asking myself this. Where's my fight? Who told me I was defeated? The righteous keep moving forward. You know, this scripture doesn't strike me as a reference to someone living in defeat. It speaks of momentum, of perseverance, of a willingness to stay the course. When you're feeling defeated, you don't want to move forward. You don't want to advance. You don't even want to stay the course. See, we have an enemy and he doesn't just leave us alone in our times of testing. He certainly didn't when Jesus was tested in the wilderness. He would love us to believe we're defeated, that we can't. The issues are too big to deal with. He'd love us to stay where we are. But the word of God reminds us, 828, it's a great scripture. No, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. 1 Samuel 17, the story of David and Goliath. Here we read about a shepherd boy, David, who faces a giant and conquers him. See, in his past, David was put through his own testing season, faced with certain situations that caused him to rise up, to move forward and to be stronger. And now another testing situation presents itself. David has another chance to grow. In comes the protagonist, Goliath. This giant is inciting fear in the hearts of the army of Israel. And it was definitely a situation of seeing what resolve the Israelites had and also David. So if you come with me, 1 Samuel 17, I'm just going to read from verses 8 to 9. If I can find them on my page. Where are you? Here we go. Goliath's voice. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. This giant had the Israelites trembling. And I think this is what the heart is of what he was saying. The problem is unmoving. You can't change it. It's unfixable, impenetrable. The problem is bigger than you can handle and you are only you to deal with it. Because it's only you, you're not good enough, strong enough, capable or able enough to handle it. Who can stand up against a champion? Not you, little old you. Do any of those lies sound familiar to you? <laughs> but this is it. They're lies. Only lies. But these lies can so often be rolling around in our thoughts and begin to cripple us, cause us to be defeated, stuck in fear, just like the Israelite army. Who told you you were defeated? Here's the truth. There is no problem that is too big for God. No circumstance too great. Right back in the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis 17, we are introduced to one of the names given to God. Do you remember what it is? El Shaddai. Do you know what that means? God Almighty. We have an almighty God. Jeremiah 32, 17 says this of God. O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. If we're in a testing time, then God has not given us anything that is too much for us to handle either. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the message puts it like this. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. 
All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first part of Goliath's lie is that the problem is too big. The next part of that phrase that he said was, but you are only the servants of Saul. I feel like this taunt is basically saying it's only you dealing with a big me. Little old you, nothing special you, who are you to challenge? But you see, the Israelites failed to see that they were part of a massive army. (laughs) And they had God on their side. It wasn't just little old them at all. Here's the truth. It isn't just little old you either. It's the Christ in you that overcomes. Because Christ has overcome the world. And in moments like this, we need to find our fight. You know, when David was faced with Goliath, somehow he found his fight. And I think it's a little bit further back in the chapter. In verses 32 to 37, David is telling Saul about his previous testing seasons. David found his fight. And where did he find it? In remembering what God had done before, in helping him overcome the lion and the bear. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Today in a season of our spiritual boot camp, find your fight. Remember what God has done for you in the past, the victories you already have won in him. What season of growth and pruning has God taken you all through already? What did you learn then? What did you... What do you now have in your Noah? And I think that is something Pastor Marin used to say, in your Noah. So in this season of testing, if you begin to feel defeated, ask yourself that question. Who told you you were defeated? Then find your fight in remembering what God has done for you in the past, the victories you have already won in him. And the third point, stronger and stronger all for the price. When these guys are doing the SAS endurance course, it literally is that endurance. And we know that when you endure in something, it helps you get stronger. As I mentioned earlier, these so-called want-to-be SAS participants are faced with that all-too-familiar scenario. Do they give up or do they keep going? Dig in with their resolve so they make it to the end or let the opportunity of growth pass them by. The choice is up to them. Those that persevere and make it to the end have that wonderful joy of knowing they've made it, they've won. They've achieved something they never thought they would have and are forever changed because of it. They leave knowing they have developed a strength they never had when they started. You know, we too are faced with that same choice in our testing with God. Do we give up or do we keep going? And when we choose to keep going, lean in and keep persevering, once the trials and testings have passed, we too have that satisfaction of knowing we've made it through, that we've become stronger than when we first started. 1 Peter 1.7, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. 
So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you to much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You see, God wants our hearts to remain steadfast in him. He wants us to stay strong in our faith and be like that seed that falls on good soil. Stronger and stronger. We are constantly being refined so that what's left behind is the gold. That gold is our faith, our faith in Christ. Without the stripping away of those weaknesses, that gold remains uncovered and not pure and not developed as it should. When we go through the testing, it exposes and strips away the things in our lives that are holding us back. Like I've mentioned before, shows up our weaknesses and tests us in those areas. All of this so that our faith can be made strong. Remember at the beginning I asked you, how do you know you're strong unless you go through testing? Strength isn't formed or forged without the testing and the trials. Sorry. But our faith is being made strong so that we can endure this race of life. And it's all for the prize, our heavenly home, our salvation, our relationship with our heavenly Father that Christ so wonderfully purchased for us through the cross. James 1.12 tells us, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterwards, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. God wants us to make it to the end. He wants us to win. He wants us to be with him. Just like those SAS are training soldiers for survival to remain until the end. God is training us for winning. To remain faithful to the end of our race. Because he loves us and did all he could for us to be redeemed to himself. An unhindered relationship with our heavenly father. Not just here on earth, but for all eternity. So today, let my, let my encouragement to you be this. Through these tests and trials, stay the course. Lean into the Lord because He loves you. And don't let the growth and opportunity to strengthen yourself in those weak areas pass you by. Our scripture for the year, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands get stronger and stronger. Clean hands, it's time for some hand washing. The righteous keep moving forward, find your fight stronger and stronger. It's all for the prize. Let me pray. Jesus, I thank you for your word this morning. Lord, thank you for the challenge. Thank you for drawing us closer to you. Lord, help us to endure the tests and the trials. Thank you that you do love us and you're moving us forward stronger and stronger, clean hands. We give you all glory and praise this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And I would encourage you this morning, if you're feeling prompted and, it, and moved in your heart to make a decision to follow Jesus, you don't need a, a big auditorium full of people, a pastor or a fancy prayer. You just simply need to say, please, Jesus, come into my life today and help me to live for you. Bless you, church. Enjoy the rest of the beautiful sunny weather outside and we'll catch you again soon. If you are new or have made a decision to follow Jesus, we'd love for you to head to our website, citychurchau.com. Scroll down to the I'm new or follow Jesus tab. Once you click on that, a form will appear. Fill out your name, your email and a message and send it off. 
Once we get this, one of our staff will contact you about the decision you have made and how to best follow you up from here.